Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. The Dress Sandra Wore to the Wedding by Ivy R. Doherty Grandma Erickson was about the most comfortable person anyone would want to have about the place. She saw a joke every time she heard one. She was always interesting to talk to, and she was always trying to make everyone happy and content. People liked to tell her things, and I suppose that was why she was the first to hear about Aunt Laureen's wedding. It was a balmy afternoon in early May when Grandma Erickson called Sandra into the little apartment Sandra's mother and father had fixed up for her when Grandpa passed away. The clouds were vapor wisps that day, and the wind carried exciting perfumes from trees and grass and flowers. Grandma's dainty curtains were sailing on that same breeze when Sandra seated herself beside Grandma Erickson's rocker. "'The wind feels as though something new and wonderful is about to happen,' Sandra said dreamily. "'I wish whatever it is would hurry up.' "'You certainly have a good nose,' Grandma laughed. "'Something exciting is about to happen.' I have the information firsthand, and I have been given the privilege of passing it on. Seeing you are my only granddaughter, I think I'll start with you. Grandma winked her blue eyes in the little teasing gesture she had, and brushed back a stray lock of silvering hair. Then she went on rocking furiously and knitting just as fast. There was a letter from your Aunt Laureen in this morning's mail, she said, enjoying every word. She is to be married on the last day of June, and is coming to Wilmington for the ceremony. Sandra's dark eyes flashed. Wonderful, she cried, and whirled around Grandma Erickson's rocker twice before coming to rest at the window. Do you know who her husband will be? Is he nice? she asked. I don't know, Grandma said, but if I know Laureen, and I ought to, then I'll guess that she's marrying the handsomest, kindest young man a person could ever wish to see. Oh, I can't wait! Sandra stamped her foot impatiently. She'll be a lovely bride with her dark hair and rosy cheeks. I'll be there to try to catch her bouquet. Grandma smiled. Seeing you got the news first, Grandma, it is your job to tell Mother, Sandra said. But please hurry, because I'll burst if you wait too long. All the time she did her piano practice, Sandra kept one ear strained for the sound of the car coming in the drive. As soon as Mother appeared, Sandra announced, Mother, Grandma wants to see you right away. Sandra chuckled as she thought of how soon she and her mother would be planning her dress for the wedding. Of course, there would be a new one, and weddings gave a person a chance to use her imagination. On such occasions, one could wear lacy, flimsy things that looked as if they had come out of a storybook, without having the practical people say that they were impractical. With real vigor, Sandra pounced into Mother's arms when she returned from Grandma's apartment. "'What are you going to wear to the wedding, Mother? What am I going to wear?' Mrs. Erickson held up her hands. Take it easy, dear daughter. The news is still ringing in my ears. How could I have decided already what we will wear? Sandra was not an easy person to put off. Within twenty-four hours it was all decided that she would wear a silky, swishy taffeta dress of lavender and lace. And within the next twenty-four hours after that just about every girlfriend Sandra had knew about the lavender dress. Grandma Erickson got busy right away and made herself a becoming pale blue dress, and Sandra and her mother went to town with her to choose a hat for it. Another day, when Sandra and her mother were in town, Sandra saw the very dress she had hoped for. It was so pretty, and Mrs. Erickson knew she would be very, very busy preparing for the wedding, so they decided right there in the store to buy the dress instead of making one. With the greatest secrecy, the dress was carried home and placed, still in its box, in the top of Sandra's closet. 
With the same utmost secrecy, Grandma Erickson purchased many skeins of beautiful pale green silk thread and settled in her rocking chair hour after hour, day after day, crocheting as furiously as she rocked until at last, two weeks before the wedding, she finished what she considered to be a very handsome crocheted dress for Sandra to wear to the wedding. She wrapped it tenderly and tied it with a pale green ribbon the same shade as the dress. She slipped in and placed the package on Sandra's bed. On the package was a pretty card that said, With all my love, Grandma. At bedtime, Sandra made the discovery. She opened the package quickly, not knowing what to expect. She pulled out the dress and examined it with a mixture of gratitude and dismay. It was wonderful of Grandma to spend so much time on her, but where, oh where, could she wear such a dress? It was so old-fashioned. The girls would die laughing if they saw her in it. They would think she was up to some prank just for fun. Grown-up people would think her mother had gone back to her childhood to imagine up such a monstrosity. Then she saw Grandma's note pinned to the hem. It said, For my best girl to wear at her aunt's wedding. See you the last of June. Sandra tossed the dress on a chair and dived headfirst for her pillow. What a problem! She'd never faced a dilemma like it. She lay still for many minutes. When she was sure Grandma had gone to bed, she slipped downstairs to find her parents. She carried the dress over her arm. She handed the note she had found on the hymn to her mother, who in turn handed it to father. The words couldn't help escaping mother's lips. Oh, dear. That was all, but those two words said exactly what she felt. That's what I say, Sandra moaned. Can you imagine me wearing that thing to a wedding? If Sandra was dismayed, mother was equally perturbed. She looked to father for some ray of hope, but he had none. Don't worry, she told Sandra. Let us sleep on it. Do you think I could sleep with a thing like this weighing on my mind? Sandra moaned. I won't even close my eyes all night. What about the lavender dress in my closet? Oh, surely this is a nightmare and I'll wake up in a minute. What am I going to do? She tried to work out a plan so that she could wear the lavender dress to the wedding without offending Grandma, but she could think of nothing. She felt as if a horrible trick had been played on her. The next morning, she didn't feel one bit hungry and hurried over to Susan's house because she couldn't bear to face Grandma. At noon, when Sandra returned, she and her mother stayed a long time in her mother's room talking about the two dresses. Mother pointed out that there was absolutely no argument about which was the prettier, the more suitable dress for the occasion. But there was another side to the problem. Grandma Erickson's feelings had to be considered. She had made the dress lovingly, as she did everything else for the members of her family. How disappointed would she be if Sandra refused to wear the crocheted dress and turned out in the lavender and lace? But what would the people think, Sandra asked. Mother reminded her that a wedding, from the ceremony to the end of the reception, lasted at the most two hours. If people were surprised about the green dress, they would either understand why she had worn it, or they would soon forget it. But it's up to you, Mother said, to choose the most important way to take. Whatever else happened, Sandra decided that she must thank her grandma for the dress. That was the least she could do, and grandma looked so happy when she thanked her that Sandra couldn't bear to think of the wedding. She realized that grandma certainly would be disappointed if she didn't wear the crocheted dress, but oh dear, did she have to? Her friends wondered why Sandra became suddenly so silent about the lavender and lace, for she had certainly talked enough about it at first. All was hustle and bustle. Sandra threw herself into every job her mother could find for her to do. 
The reception was to be held in their home, and everything must be cleaned and polished, and there was so much to plan. But there was no joy in it for Sandra. The days before the wedding were gloom and darkness and despair. She lost hope of having a magical time. The church was packed and hushed when the Erickson family arrived, ten minutes before the ceremony. Beverly and Sharon and Linda, in fact most of Sandra's friends, were sitting close to the aisle so they could get a perfect glimpse of the bride as she walked slowly up the aisle. They were there for another reason, too. They wanted to get a good close look at Sandra's lavender dress, the one she had spoken about so much. Sandra knew they were there. She braced herself and marched in quickly. She looked straight ahead and tried to hide behind one of the relatives as she walked down the aisle. It was no use. As she passed the girls, they gasped and tittered. Of course, she knew she couldn't blame them. She would have done the same if one of them had been in her place. For Sandra had decided to wear the pale green dress. She had put Grandma's feelings before her own. She saw Beverly nudge Sharon, and she heard them whisper behind their hands as she pressed doggedly to her seat at the front. If the bride was beautiful, Sandra never knew it. Her wretchedness was so complete that she forgot she had once looked forward to the wedding. During the reception, she found many little ways to help in the kitchen with the refreshments. Then she slipped away, and Baby sat with the tiny children who might otherwise have been in the way. When finally the last guest was gone, and Grandma was safely resting in her room, Sandra raced upstairs and pulled off the dress. She hung it in the closet and slammed the door, half hoping it would never open again. She threw herself on her bed and burst into tears. When at last the humiliation was washed from her soul, she felt much better. There was, however, one more thorn that would surely prick her flesh in the morning. The girls would want to know about the lavender and lace. Could she hope that they'd understand? She wasn't sure if she ever wanted to see those girls again. Her mother came in to say good night, and they went over the events of the wedding. At last, mother said, The proudest moment of my day was when I saw you come out of your room in the dress your grandma made for you. You looked to me much more beautiful than any bride. Grandma will never know all you went through, but I shall always remember. Sandra had no way of knowing that her mother let the story of the green dress leak out to the mother of one of Sandra's best friends. She was very surprised when Beverly said to her, some days later, Sandra, I don't know how you did it, but you were really wonderful wearing that dress for your grandma's sake. I'm proud that you are my friend. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.